Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. And in these dark times, this is the podcast for you. Unfortunately, it is just me, but there'll be uh, something from the week when it was recorded. There'll be games, movies and TV. Who knows what else? Let's find out together. Uh, If you're a YouTube watcher... Uh, you could also be a YouTube subscriber, just clicking a button and away you go. It's a big help to the channel, it's a big help to us, we appreciate it, and uh, helps us to give back to you guys. So, everybody's a winner. So here we go, this is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. How you doing? You alright? You well? Managing to keep keep safe these strange times. Feel a bit chesty this evening. And typically, literally, since I've come to do this, I swear down. Absolutely my intention to start earlier this evening. As I say every week, it really doesn't matter to you guys the time I start. Because you get it at the same time every week. But for me, psychologically, uh, yeah. It's got stuff going on, haven't I? Ooh, I'm being naughty. I'm a little, uh, little blue can. So, not a massive amount to talk about this week. Um, which, you know, it's one of those, it's probably a sign of the times. Um, I've just realised. That's what happens when you don't keep proper notes, ladies and gentlemen. You have to add things on the fly, and it sounds terrible. So, I last week or so, maybe a couple of weeks now. I've had that. I don't know what it's called. I know it's got a. It's something sense of your own mortality but I can't remember what the something bit is um, not that long ago turned 40 expected magical things to happen um, and magical things did not happen so it was a bit like oh okay I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it might be a little bit of a slow burn. Um, I find myself to be very conscious these days of um, foods, uh, exercises, uh, exercising, so on and so forth. and maybe that was the change that I was looking for. Maybe that was the thing that I wanted to happen. Um, who knows? But recently, I've had this sort of... This mortality thing, this fear of death. Um, becomes a little consuming at times. Just this kind of, you know, who am I going to leave behind and what? what's it going to be like for them? You know, from the small things to the big things, you know, how old will I be? How old will they be? You know, 
they're going to have to go through all of my stuff like my junk which is what they'll consider it to be um, you know that sort of stuff and that kind of will they miss me but then it ultimately flips back round to you know I'll miss them um, and that sort of thing and that's the point where I start that, that, that's where I start getting emotional now with this all of this ties into something something that's coming further into the podcast so you know initially this might seem strange but this ties into something which we'll come back to but yeah recently I've had this sort of like I don't know, like sense of the of my own mortality, and maybe that's driving those other things I spoke about the 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 watching what you eat and how much exercise you're getting and stuff. Um, I don't know. So remember that for later. Anyway, like I said, it'll come. It'll all come clear. Um. There's been a birthday since last we spoke. Um, one of those things. Uh, a little bit emotional. A little bit of an emotional time. I'm, I'm having a bit of an emotional time. Again, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, I'm quite stressed moment stress is quite high um and that's having a knock-on effect like other things um find that i i need to i need to talk to the cat better um, i'm not very i don't talk to the cat very well at the moment um but you know when when one of them's trying to literally beat the other one to death because they both had ham you know, it's like, really? This is why I had to come away from doing the work I was doing to come and sort you two out? Um, so it was a birthday at my oldest. Uh, had a birthday. Um, bit of a weird one because sort of see her the day before, not see her on the day. Um, gonna see her in a, a couple of days, and that's how I got it into my head that um, that that was kind of you know in a couple of days that was kind of a birthday, even though I you know I I, I do know when when a birthday is, um, and. On the day, just try to sort of go about go about my day. Um, I was having a conversation with the baby, which, you know, as you can as you can imagine, a little bit one sided. Um, I gave her a piece of cheese, and I was like, "Look, I've got you an extra piece of cheese." Um, you know, Dad looks after you. Um, and like like this sort of simultaneous thing happened where uh, I was saying that it was a, a big sister's birthday um, whilst saying about this cheese and she uh, she was patting me on the back of the hand um, and that upset me so that ties into something else I feel like, um, again, you know, maybe wondering what this is all about. Um, but yeah, uh, things are high stress. Add to that this fear of mortality, uh, 
and this sort of like this this emotional time um yeah yeah quite emotional so because there was this birthday situation uh went out for tea big thing out for tea doesn't happen often especially in the current climate went to the hut pizza hut so i'm like so this is how it went oh going to pizza hut and then it's like shit now what can't go to pizza hut and not eat because that would look weird so it's like i'll have salad bar salad bar shut because of the because of the situation oh so mainly i ordered a pizza just a not even a big one it was like a medium um thin base vegetable pizza and when i say vegetable pizza i do mean vegetable pizza there was a piece of pepper on one of the pieces i got that was as big as the piece of pizza um i was telling somebody the other day about it you know i like, did it have cheese on because i was trying i was saying i was trying to be healthy did it have cheese on like no there wasn't any room for cheese because of the number of vegetables it had on it so this was how it went i had to in my head i was like right i'm gonna have to skip breakfast there's a meal i can do without I'm gonna have to get through to tea time go for pizza and then whatever saturday get up first thing go for a big run big run And that's what I did. Three slices of pizza, a couple of forkfuls of uh, macaroni cheese, a, a, a handful, not even a handful of chips. That was that. Uh, and yeah, I'd skip a couple of meals, go for a big run. Did go for a big run on Saturday. Didn't have to stop on said big run. Um, which I was I was pleasantly surprised quite impressed was happy um, stepped on the scales today uh, still managed to lose some weight so all in all not all that bad um, yeah So, I wanted to talk about, uh, honestly, I know this all sounds weird, but things will become more clear further in. Promise you. Promise you. I've been listening to a podcast recently. So, because of my limited podcast listening now, um, I really need to find a way to listen to podcasts while I'm out running. The only problem with that is that would involve taking my phone with me. And honestly, I think I'm nearly at the point now where I can I can cut the final cord and let the phone go. Nobody texts me. Nobody rings me. This isn't woe is me. This is I think I can actually turn the phone off. Nobody texts me, nobody rings me. Somebody rang me from the Seychelles this evening. I'm sure that was legit. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I don't take my phone with me. Because A, I don't want to put it in my, in my jogging bottoms. Because it's going to pull those jogging bottoms down. B, I don't want to put it in my um, my, my jacket. Because the, the pockets don't zip up. So I'd end up losing it. It's happened before. But I do need to find a way to get back to listening to podcasts while I'm out running. 
Um, so, back to podcasts. Don't get through that many these days. Been listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. For those of you who do know, uh, cool. For those of you who don't, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, most famously known as Lex Luthor from TV's Smallville. Also quite well known to me as the voice of The Flash in the Justice League and a multitude of other um, DC animated voiceover voices. So, I quite like him, got a lot of time for him. One of the things that I do really like about his podcast is it's very, I was going to say psychological, but it's like, it's like therapy, and, and he himself says that. So the last few days I've been listening to a podcast that had uh, Corey Feldman of uh, Goonies, uh, for me more than anything, Lost Boys fame. Um, and <laughs> podcast started. Michael Rosenbaum's talking, Corey Feldman's talking. And then there's this other voice. Like, hang on, who's this? A female voice. Turns out to be uh, Corey Feldman's partner. And I can safely say this. In all of the years that I've been listening to podcasts, and believe me, that's a lot of years, I have never heard someone have their partner on. I've had it where people have had like friends, you know, they've 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 got them and their friend have come on. But I've never heard one where it's the partner. Your mum's house that don't count because that's two people doing a podcast who just so happen to be married. This was like he invited him on and he, he just brought his missus with him. But as the time went on, you could kind of see why. So, early, first few minutes, Mike Rosemount said something to Corey Feldman. And this woman's like, Have you read his book? And he's like, no, no, I um, haven't quite got around to reading it yet. I fully intend to, but unfortunately, at this point in time, I haven't read it. You need to read his book. A few minutes later, he said something else to him. And, and this one was like, um, yeah, you really need to read the book. A little further into it. Um, oh well, well that's covered in the book and like I say you really do need to read the book and it's like alright um, she was a nutritionalist uh, spoke very highly of uh, the benefits of celery juice um, Corey Feldman went on to talk about his life as a child actor and how awful that was and then his adult life and you could kind of build a picture as to why this woman was on this podcast with him um yeah i was quite i was quite interested to hear the conversation because um he's like one of those actors that you know you have those people that you kind of like grow up with he was one of those people. Um, you know, I remember a lot of his films. <coughs> and so on and so forth. Um, so I was really interested hearing what he had to say. But then, yeah, the, these these interruptions. It's like, hmm, yeah. So that's basically it. Um, a possibly a very strange start. 
I'm in a very strange mood these days. Um, I don't know what to tell you. A lot of stuff going on. Too much stuff going on. Some would say. Me being one of them. A um, lot going on. So, let's just talk about some entertainment stuff. Um, I watched some films. Some of those films were not new films to me. So I've completely scrapped those from this list today. So I'm just talking new movies. Not new, new, new to me. Films I've just seen. I think one of the films is fairly recent and the others are not. Um, I've written down some TV stuff but I feel like a bit of a fraud will come to that. Uh, and we've got some computer games and then I'm out. I'll leave you guys in peace for you to, you know, wonder what all this was about. So, I watched a film. Now, let's get this out way out front. I watched a comedy. This film was listed as a comedy. It was a film called The Bucket List. Um, something I'd seen a while ago advertised. It was available on Prime, so I watched it. I mean, talk about false advertising. The Bucket List is a comedy like Life of Pi is a feel-good movie. Now, part of the reason I want to say it was two heavy hitters in the acting world. Morgan Freeman, Jack Nicholson. Holy smokes. In a lot of ways, doesn't get better than that. So we're off to a great start. It's a fantastic start, cast-wise. Um, had a guy who I'm sure was in Will and Grace. Not something I watched loads of, that programme. Um, and that was that. This film was broken down into three distinct sections. So, right, warning, spoiler ahead. Spoilers ahead. This is one of those where I feel I need to talk about this because this is what links back to what I was talking about before. The premise of the story is Marlon Freeman and Jack Nicholson. Marlon Freeman is a they call like blue collared worker. Like he's a mechanic, has been for forty five years or something. I think they said. Jack Nicholson is a man who is a mm, uh, presumed billionaire. Makes his money from privatizing hospitals uh, because of one of his. Um, freaking out what you call it one of the ways that he makes hospitals more efficient is he says that no matter who you are two beds to a room so when Marlon Freeman turns out has got cancer and Jack Nicholson also then turns out to have cancer they end up in the same room together start out hating each other as time goes by they start to become friends now, when I said before, spoilers, a lot of this is going to be me telling you what happens in this film. Because we need to talk about the stuff that happens in this film. The first third is them in hospital dealing with cancer. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, listed as a comedy. So, there's a scene where Jack Nelson has his head shaved. Like full blown, I, I I don't believe it was cinema trickery. Pretty sure they just shaved his head, and then between the two of them, they're like, oh man, it was awful. Like 
and I, I you know I do understand Hollywood acting so on and so forth but they must have based it on stuff it was them going through like having operations chemo dealing with chemo throwing up running to the toilet being freezing cold all of it and then they both get terminal diagnosis six months to a year left to live and that's where the bucket list comes in so basically Marvin Freeman writes a bucket list gives on it up on it so far Jack Nicholson gets hold of it adds a load of stuff to it so the, the middle third yes that's right the middle third is them doing the bucket list they go all over the world jump out of planes go to see things Marlon Freeman wants to go to the Himalayas. Presumably wants to go to Everest. I guess. I don't know. So there's a whole thing about going to the Himalayas and so on and so forth. And then in the end, they return home. Now, the middle bit, again, not overly funny. I, I I don't remember thinking huh, uh, that that fir the first part of this film was a hard watch, but this middle bit hilarious. I don't remember thinking that, but it's okay. The best is yet to come. They return home. They return to their lives. Everything's hunky dory. Morgan Freeman. Is not doing too well. Admitting in the hospital needs to have an operation. Does not make it. Now at this point in time, I'm like, eh, you know, when you can feel it, you can feel it brewing. Starts in the chest. I was like, mm, that hit me in the feels. And then it's like Jack Nicholson's character dealing with like the loss of his friend. Um, and I think somehow Jack Nicholson's character ended up getting like uh, like he was in remission and he was going to be fine. Don't know. So then there was this like living on and carrying on without his friend. And he had to like read stuff at the funeral. Um, and simultaneously, like he, he meets his granddaughter for the first time. Um, one of the things on the list was kissing the most beautiful girl in the world. And he gives his granddaughter a kiss, crosses it off the list. Um, all at the same time, all this is going on, he's also doing the, the eulogy at the funeral. And that combination of stuff, that was it, I was, that was done. Like, through the first third of the film, I'd been like, oh, oh, I've got, oh, I've got a bit of dust in my eye, sort of situation. You know, when you've got that wet eye, it's like, I'm not crying, but a build-up of fluid has appeared at the corner of my eye. The back third... By the time we get to the funeral and like Jack Nicholson like meeting his granddaughter and stuff, that was me done. I was tapping out. I was crying like a baby. It was it was simultaneously dealing with like a whole host of the things that make me instantly upset. Being the person left behind. That's why I can't watch up can't watch up because it makes me cry like a baby because the whole thing is about being left behind you're with someone for x amount of time and then they you know they die and they leave you and you have to go on without them that upsets me that is something that has always upset me and then you got the whole thing with like the little girl and all that and i was just i was crying like a baby 
that was like what the hell happened it was either Tuesday or Thursday could have been Thursday so I had that you know when you have that like I had a big cry and I felt much better I, I felt like I felt like it was stuck and then I don't have that situation on Saturday. See, I told you it would all come back around. Um, I must apologise. I did give a spoiler warning at the start. I must apologise because I, I feel like anybody who didn't fast forward through that, who maybe hasn't seen that film, now probably doesn't need to. I needed to get it out there. I needed to explain to you what I was going through. My The roller coaster of emotions. So I might have ruined that film for anybody who may not have seen it, who might have wanted to and didn't fast forward. But, you know, them's the breaks with the old spoiler alert, aren't they? I can promise you now I didn't cry anymore. So, uh, next one on the list, The Infiltrator. Um, let's face it a lot of time for Brian Cranston basically because of the whole Breaking Bad thing I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anybody Breaking Bad to me is probably the best TV show there has been um, it's up there with, with others that to me personally have been the big TV shows of my life Sopranos, uh, Firefly, Angel, uh, Breaking Bad. So, I feel it gives Brian Cranston a lot of uh, leeway. There's been stuff he's done, you know, do we need to talk about Godzilla? we need to talk about the Power Rangers movie there's stuff he's done that you kind of have to just let it go don't you um, there's other stuff he's done where you're like yeah I re recently reviewed was it The Upside really enjoyed that lovely little movie um, so The Infiltrator was a film that I'd seen advertised a while back you know when it came out very interested to see it not the sort of thing I would go to the cinema to watch um, so that was that basically and then as with a lot of stuff these days it was available on Prime like could give that a watch which I did um, very enjoyable very enjoyable film um, it was it was basically they, they were going after Pablo Escobar and rather than going after the drugs they went after the money um, Brian Cranston's character was undercover John Leguizamo was in it um, and you know they're all undercover and they're all doing the undercover thing and there's a lot of money involved so you know it's that sort of thing uh, they did that thing which I've seen in a TV programme like a real life crime TV programme where um, they get everyone together at a wedding and then arrest everyone um, a very enjoyable movie uh, if you like that sort of thing which I do uh, it was very enjoyable Brian Cranston was great in it um, John Leguizamo was very good yeah I mean he's he's another one of those he's very good in pretty much everything he does uh, you know, so much so that we can forego the whole spawn thing. Although I thought he was, I thought he was all right in that. Um, one of those situations where it's hard to review something that's good. It was a very good film, very enjoyable. I enjoyed it. What I will say about the bucket list was it was a good film. You know, really, it really gets you in the feels. Definitely not a comedy. 
Infiltrator, good film. Don't really know what to tell her without doing the, well, here's exactly what happened in that film, like I did with the bucket list. It's very much a, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Um, yeah, that was kind of that, really. I watched The Gentleman, film that has been on my list for a good long while. I've actually had it in my basket until I watched it the other day and then took it out of my basket because I didn't need it anymore. I was going to buy it, trying not to buy stuff these days. So that was that. And then, like Knives Out, it went on to Prime really quickly. It was like, sweet, get that bad boy watched. So, Guy Ritchie of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, and a load of other stuff. Now then, did I start watching something today that... Gonna have to do the thing that's really annoying because... I have a... Yep. I started watching the first Sherlock Holmes today, just for something to uh, just for something to pop on, um, and that's also Guy Ritchie. Funnily enough, not the only Guy Ritchie film I've watched recently. Um, he had that King Arthur movie, which was a huge flop. Um, <clears throat> but mostly, from what I remember, he's had a he's had a real good run of films. Um, although, why the hell is he listed as having something to do with that Aladdin film? Wow! Oh my God, he directed that Aladdin film. didn't know that oh anyway crack on get on get on with what you're saying old man come on so the gentleman really wanted to see it uh there was a lot of again another one where the cast was really stand out matthew mcconaughey like him got time for him charlie hunnam like him got time for him Colin Farrell. Come back to him. Generally, I like him. Generally, I've got time for him. But I'm gonna—I will say something in a bit that might be controversial. Who else was in it? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. And that was one of those things. Hugh Grant played a very different role to anything he's played up till this point. Uh, because he played like... Like a cockney-wide boy scumbag. He was a reporter. So I watched it. And ultimately, here's the thing. It was fine. It was fine. The biggest problem with it was, it was a Guy Ritchie film. So here's the thing, from the moment it starts, you're just waiting for the twist. And it just sort of goes from there. So when you're watching it, you're like, yeah, 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 I, I get it, but you know, get on with it and tell me the twist. And you know the twist's coming, and you know that it's like, well, this guy's going to catch this guy out, but really, everybody's going to get caught out by this. And on one hand, it's like, mm, it might be time to change that format. On the other hand, the twist was really, really obvious because of how little attention they paid to it. They went, this is this, this is that, and this is the other. And you don't need to look at that or think about it anymore. And that was that. That was it. And it's like, there's a twist right there. That's the answer. 
so where it might have been a, a really good film and it might have been really enjoyable and the the um the acting was really good and all this you just spent the whole time going get on with it will you tell me the twist and then i was i felt cheated towards the back end because it's like ah oh, that thing that we showed you earlier that we, that we tried to make out wasn't important yeah that was really important it's like yeah I know it was always going to be so that was that some really nice things in it um, some you know the the twist was fine the, the other twist was fine that sort of thing um, did make me feel that the, the, the guy Richie what I would call a guy Richie film like oh he directed Aladdin well that's not a guy Richie film is it nobody's going to turn up, turn up with a couple of shotguns in, a, in Aladdin he directed another film which we'll talk about shortly again that was very you know that was a very stylized movie not a Guy Ritchie film, even though he directed it. See what I mean? It's like a Lock, Stock and Snatch. They're Guy Ritchie movies. The Gentleman, Guy Ritchie film. Feel it's maybe that that, that style, that format's maybe a touch stale. So I said I was going to come back to Colin Farrell. I like Colin Farrell. Got time for him. Sometimes less time than others he was in The Gentleman and he was perfectly fine apart from he had like a comedy role now I know what you're thinking you're like you're going to say that the, the comedy role didn't suit him I'm actually going to say the exact opposite I think that Colin Farrell should do like some comedy work now I know, was that in Bruges? I'm sure that was considered at the time to be a comedy. I watched it once and thought it was the dullest film I'd ever seen. Colin Farrell's delivery of a, a comedic line, the way he delivers it, is spot on. I genuinely would love to see him in a comedic role, delivering lines the way he did, the way he did in that. I'm pretty sure I've seen him do, do something similar, but I can't think what it was. Um, very, very. I enjoyed that role very much, and feel like so that he should probably do some comedic roles. Uh, the Gentleman, absolutely worth a watch. If you like Guy Ritchie, it's going to be right up your street because it's a Guy Ritchie film. Um, so there. So, weirdly, from one Guy Ritchie film to another one. Um, I watched The Man From Uncle. So... The Man From U.N.C.L.E. was a film that I wasn't sure that I was that I was overly bothered by it. It's like, ah, oh, Man From U.N.C.L.E., okay, you're, you're doing a film remake of a TV show. Um, I, I used to watch TV show a little bit. It was a bit before my time. Um, so I was only able to watch it uh, I'm going to say probably on VHS um, but it was fine it had um, was it Robert what's his name Robert Vaughan um, so as far as a concept making a movie of an old TV show was fine um, but yeah this is one of the examples where a Guy Ritchie film not a Guy Ritchie film because it's an existing property 
So there was aspects of it that were very stylized, which I feel is where the Guy Ritchie aspect came in. But ultimately, I imagine he probably had to stick in a particular like guidelines. I can't imagine, you know, Henry Cavill's character being like, "All right, darling, how about a cup of tea?" Especially because his character was American. Um, weirdly, Hugh Grant turned up in it. I was saying yesterday that I feel that um, Guy Ritchie sort of gets hold of actors and then kind of like doesn't let go of them. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, it was a very enjoyable film. Um, in play, uh, you know, at points, a little bit hard to follow with like the the why of of why some of the things were going on, like ah, oh, nuclear weapons, you know, a, a spy movie, nuclear weapon, cool. There was a point where I was like, why are we doing this again? It was a bit like that. It's like I get that the, that there's a nuclear bomb involved, but why? Very, it was very puzzling for for a while. Um. Ultimately, it was it was a good film. It was very enjoyable. Uh, I would I would recommend that as as one to watch. I think initially I'd been I'd been maybe put off it because I thought it was going to be like a bit campy. Can you say that these days? Um, but it wasn't. It, it was it was quite Bond esque in a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, Man from Uncle. Uh, the reason I was saying that I've, I've written some TV down, but I feel a little fraud. I haven't watched it all. I've watched half of episode four, season two of The Boys. Um, I'd said I'd said originally that I wasn't getting on with this series. That kind of changed, but what didn't change was I don't have the kind of sit down and watch the boys time um, there's like a couple of points in a week where I could maybe sit down and watch the boys and more often than not I end up finding something that needs doing like a job that needs doing like I could sit down and watch the boys or I could make tea for later sort of thing so it's kind of that situation uh, unfortunately I watched half an episode so I don't feel like I can really talk about half an episode um, it certainly picked up it's certainly a lot better uh, but I'll have to update you as to how, uh, you know whether I get round to watching all of that episode realised last week that I didn't tell you guys about something felt very uh, I don't know I don't know what you'd call it I got a VR game don't talk a lot about VR these days um, I think since I stopped doing the VR boxing um, it's gone back to only getting those like certain points in time in a week where I can actually play it um, so there's that uh, but I found out that The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners was available on the Quest and I'm like I, I absolutely have to give that a go uh, a little bit pricey as far as games go but uh, I, I did a lot of looking around and it was saying that um, it's pricey because it's probably one of the longer Quest games 15 hours so I, I undenied and in the end I was like you know what, I had a new quest game for a while, so let's do this. So I bought it. Put it on and started playing it. So this will be two weeks ago. And after everything I'd seen, everything I'd heard, um, started playing it and I didn't like it. I'm not going to lie, I didn't like it. It was... 
shortest version is it's not what I was expecting just not at all what I was expecting I'd seen all these videos I'd seen all this stuff about it and I, I honestly thought I knew what it was going to be like uh, and it wasn't and it really put me off it another thing is the way it works as a game is you know it's a survival type thing with zombies so as far as guns are concerned more importantly ammo there's no ammo for guns and I mean no ammo for guns so what it wants you to do is use like stabbing weapons to basically for one of a better way of putting it stab zombies in the head so that's fine there's some really interesting mechanics for the way like if you don't swing hard enough or in the right place you are not going to kill that zombie you end up with a zombie that's alive with a screwdriver half sticking out of its head but what all that means is that you then have to push the screwdriver further to basically kill that zombie really interesting mechanics the thing with stabbing zombies in the head is you've got to let them get close and if you get it wrong they're, 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 they're on you and this was another aspect of the game I was like I, I, don't, I don't like it um, any long time listeners will know that me and zombies have a very mixed history I'm not super cool with zombies um, I've always had this feeling that if the zombie apocalypse happened tomorrow I'd be the guy that gets bitten holding a door open for someone and then you know that would be me that would be the end of my story um, yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit weird with zombies um, you know generally fine but so yeah when the killing the zombie goes wrong then it, it's on you it's often dark they get in your face they're trying to they're trying to eat you it's a bit daunting but as i say this was two weeks ago so in the last couple of weeks i've been playing this game and what i initially started out with i don't like this game i don't want to play it forcing myself to play it i ended up with actually this is kind of cool you know these these interesting mechanics i was talking about learn more about the game and the aspects of like upgrades and stuff because the upgrade system and facility i just did not understand messed around with it a bit and i was like oh i get it you put you put scrap metal in you get upgrades out okay so did a bit of that got some uh, got some weapons and stuff went back into the game did a bit more um, unfortunately uh, part of it hadn't saved which i was a bit put out by uh, which meant i had to do an entire section again um what was nice about that was it gave me a real a, a better feel for the game um so i'm enjoying it i need to play it more which i, I don't think is a is a surprise but um yes I absolutely need to play it more but I am enjoying what I've played so far from a game I am enjoying to a game that bores me to tears I hate to say it because I know these games have a massive following but I'm actually at the point now where I'm like can I just stop playing this game Gears of War 4 honestly how those games have the following that they do i do not know and ultimately the shortest version is is that those games are not are not made for me i am not their target audience i am not boring shootout to boring shootout to boring shootout kind of computer game player any time that game gets remotely near the opportunity to be even remotely interesting yeah it takes a sharp turn and runs the other way 
it's just dull it's just boring and I know that it's like oh I've got Gears of War Gears of War 5 I, I, I guess uh, I'm like I, I, I need to play 4 so I can play 5 but can I not because that's what I've done up till this point I've let all these games go I said these games are not for me I am done with these and here I am oh god I just put Gears of War 4 on for a bit and regret it um, part of me is in the camp of let's just let's just stop playing it you know part of me is in the camp of I've put a lot of time and effort in can I not just stick it out for a little bit longer so I can say I finished it so I'm very torn at the moment with that from Gears of War 4 to Forza Motorsport 7 um, a perfectly fine driving game um, it's very much in the camp of perfectly fine uh, I will have to confess I do need a variety of um, assists to be able to play that game because I've played Forza games the, mo the Motorsport not the Horizon ones I've played Forza Motorsport games previously and just been like who they think is a, has the ability to play those games I do not know when I selected like the difficulty and stuff it put all these assists on for me which made it so that I could actually play it and I keep looking at the assists going oh maybe I can turn that one off or maybe I can turn that one off and I'm just too scared to do it because I know I won't be able to do it. Um, it's an enjoyable game. Been unlocking cars, been doing races. Uh, I love driving the uh, the Hoonicorn. Uh, that car is insanely fast. Um, which you know, it's one of those. It has its ups and its downs. Uh, it doesn't corner amazingly. But uh, get it on the straight doing a couple of hundred mile an hour and you uh, you know about it as, as do your opponents. Um, it's got some nice little like additional things like um, car bowling. That's that's a bit that's a bit of fun. Uh, did one last night that was um, going through gates. Like checkpoint gates, you've got like six minutes to do the whole course, but if you crash into a gate or you don't go through it, it's time penalty. Uh, so you've got to get that that balance between going fast, fast enough to do it in the time, but slow enough to not hit the the gates. So was that? Um, it's fine. It's enjoyable enough. It's very much a game where I put it on to play. Um, kind of to relax I guess um, so yeah it's enjoyable uh, I, I'd, I'd recommend it if you if you like a good driving game <coughs> I am still playing Dishonored 2 what I mean by that is every few days I put Dishonored 2 on and play it for a good long while but it's a game that I find drains me mentally drains me and I have to like leave it a few days before I can go back and play it again I was stuck on a level for ages um, and then I'd, uh, I'd, I'd gone away from it and I came back and I managed to do it uh, which gave way to another level which was really cool get this thing called a time called the timepiece uh, which has got these like I don't know what to call them they're like like insect wings but they're like kind of like mirrors as well but basically they allow you to look into a different time um, and what that means oh and then you can move through time so you've got the past and the present so you're in a mansion that's falling down 
so everything's like broken and stuff which sometimes means that you can't open a door but you can look through the timepiece see that the door is in pristine condition travel through time open the door and then travel back again cool little function the thing about being in the past is that it was a, a, a full-blown um, working like mansion that had all these guards the guards aren't there in the present so you've got that sort of oh, if I change it to the past then I might be able to get through this door but there's a guard on the other side so I'm making those decisions uh, one of the bits that was really cool was um, trying to work out how to get through a wall that had been like smashed through in the present but in the past um, it was completely intact uh, but there's loads of debris in the way and it was like how to get through that uh, there was another thing like a puzzle it's like trying to get into a safe that in the past is broken and on the floor but in the present is pristine but it's locked so how to get into the safe uh, it's really cool aspects um, but I, I did that level really enjoyable uh, but then I had a conversation with somebody today who's played it and said um, that 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 timepiece device isn't in the rest of the game like it's there but you don't use it it's like that's a real shame it's a really good device um, I'm enjoying the game I'm enjoying the experience but it does take it out of me I have to have a couple of days off I, you know when you complete a level and you just like I, I need to leave that for now um, so yeah there's that finally on the list of games um, there's a game called Battle Chasers <sighs> I meant to get the rest of the name Night War maybe Battle Chasers Night War um, a game that I downloaded as part of the Game Pass thing reason I downloaded it was because I used to read the comic book of Battle Chasers and I uh, read it from when it first started issue one read it for a little while was at the back end of my days of reading comics um, so I only read a few of them it was fine um, but it was the, the point in time when I was growing out reading comics jump forward X number of years and I mean whew, like 10-15 years and it gets a game now at the time I like I find that surprising because I don't remember it being a huge comic um, but that's cool that's good it's enjoyable it's fun it got its own game that's nice and I remember seeing some stuff about the game at the time about you know it was getting good reviews again surprising for um, a relatively unknown comic to get a game that, and then the game was quite good downloaded it as part of Game Pass and haven't touched it last night I was like ah man I don't want to play Dishonored um, I'll, I'll, I'll play Forza I'm sure but I don't want to play Gears of War either tell you what how about I put on that Battle Chasers game and see what it is because if it's rubbish not my type thing etc etc I can delete it and free up some space so let's do that which is what I did and I was pleasantly surprised so it turned out to be a turn-based RPG which I'm you know I'm down with that um, really nicely put together a couple of really interesting game mechanics which um, I can't say I've seen in other games before and it really really makes you think um, 
and it was really enjoyable when you're not doing your fighting you're running around on a map and uh, you start out trying to find some of your colleagues and it was a very enjoyable experience um, one of those I do feel that it's maybe again I won't go back to immediately because I've got other stuff that I'm trying to crack on with um, Dishonored I need to make a decision about Gears War Forza but definitely one that I would play again so there you go that is that uh, a bit of a bit of an up and down kind of time as far as uh, podcasts are concerned um, if you've stuck with me this far thank you for sticking with me and uh, that's that I will speak to you next week have a good one So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done. Ah, tell you, where do they all go? Into the abyss. YouTube watchers, big thank you if you're a YouTube subscriber. And if you're not, a big thank you to you for subscribing when you click that little button. Click for notifications while you're there as well, why not? Everybody jump over to cookiecast.com. We've got various links there for you to be able to get in touch with us. Drop us a line, tell us how you're getting on. Uh, tell us if there's something you want to talk about on the podcast. Who knows? We might even get you on. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.